0: It's positive spark plug time and I'm your host Candace, and I'm so excited because my guest is returning and she has done so much in the last two years since she's been on the podcast. She has traveled pretty much all southeast of Asia. She has hosted a yoga retreat in Nicaragua and she has transformed her business um, into a phenomenal online uh, mentorship where she helps other online businesses um, create uh, more success and really just scale their business within IG and so much more and it's just Such an awesome conversation, getting to reconnect with Shaya, and I'm so pumped for you guys to be able to listen in and hear um, more of her story. So let's get to it.
1: Hello, Shaya. How are you? Hi, Candace. I'm good. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you back on the Positive Spark Plug podcast. Since I've had you on last, you have done some pretty phenomenal things. Uh, You have traveled, you have transformed your business, and just because of those things, as well as your energy and the positivity and encouragement and just the The whole energy that you bring to the world to help others truly become their best self just truly is inspiring. And that's why I had to get you back on um, again to, to just keep giving those listeners more of you and what you do. So thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks, Candice. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So happy to be here. I think it was like close to two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. So yes. much has
1: changed. <laughs> a
0: lot, a lot, a lot. So before we dive into all of that fantastic stuff, I've just been having some fun with my my guests since all of this kind of pandemic has happened. Um, my first fun little question for you is: What are your three favorite emojis, or the three emojis that best describe you, and why?
1: Um. Okay. So I always, I always use the cartwheel emoji (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like, always excited and pumped up. And you know, it's just like, woohoo, like little cartwheel. (laughs) I'm always using that one. Um, Also, you know, the 100, like it's in the red lettering, 100 with the underlines. Yeah. Always using that commenting back to people like, yes, 100, like 100%. Like, yeah, you got this. Um, Amazing. And then, oh my God, I use, I use so many emojis. I love them all. Um, <laughs> if you, if you guys like are around me on social media at all, you'll see all of my emojis, but um, also the hearts, the pink hearts. I'm always using the pink hearts.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. My, uh, I have a friend, Robin, who's always using the cartwheel. Like always, anytime <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like an excitement or anything, she's always just cartwheeling.
1: <laughs> Sometimes yes, you just get a
0: line of cartwheels. <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> she's excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, since the last time we have had you on, you were doing yoga instructoring and nutrition, but you were also working at the hospital. Now, you're working from like rooftops and like paradises. All I want you. you to just give a little bit of a recap of before all of this happened, just for my listeners. It doesn't have to be too crazy, but can you give a little bit of a recap of before the rooftop live-in dream
1: world? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I think that, uh, last time we had our podcast episode, I was still in school studying nutrition. I don't even think I graduated from the holistic nutrition program yet. Um, and so, well, actually, I'll back up a little bit. I'll bet I'll, I won't make this too long, just in case people don't know who I am or haven't listened to our previous um, episode. So, I'm from St. Thomas, Ontario, London area. Um, and then after high school, I went to Fanshawe College and I studied medical office administration. Um, because my parents were like, you should work in the medical field, you know, like it's, it's a stable place to be. And I was like, I don't want to be a nurse because I don't like blood. And like, I didn't know what to do. So I did medical office administration. I was lucky enough after I graduated to get into London Health Sciences Centre. Um, and I worked in the health records department there. And how long was I there for? I think I was there for almost six years um, before I quit. And while I was there, I was actually a casual employee Um, But I could kind of work as much or as little as I wanted. And the pay was like pretty good. I was also in the pension plan there. And um, so uh, since I could work as much or as little as I wanted, I took the opportunity when I could have time off um, to travel. And yeah, so that's how I kind of got the travel bug and really got addicted to um, exploring (laughs) the world and learning about different cultures. Um, I also went to India. That's where I completed my yoga teacher training. And through yoga, I also fell in love with the plant-based diet and holistic living. So I decided to um, go to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And then through my yoga and nutrition practice, I started working one-on-one with people and helping them kind of trained, just transition into a healthier diet and create more movement into their daily lives. <clears throat> and I was doing this back home in like the London area. Also, like ended up doing some day retreats. And I did an online group program as well. And I was finding so much passion, like working with people in this sense, um, like outside of the work that I was doing in the hospital, I really yeah, wanted to make that full time. But honestly, like, I had no idea how I could make enough money doing that to, like, leave my full-time job. So actually, uh, what I did was I asked for a leave of absence from work. Um, So I didn't actually fully quit right away. They let me have a leave of absence. Um, And I found a health and wellness resort in Central America, in Nicaragua. Um, that was looking for a yoga teacher and a nutritionist to work part-time. So that was how we took the leap from leaving the hospital in Canada to go down to Central America. So I was living and working there. Dan came with me and also running my online health and wellness business. Um, And then that was where I hosted my very first yoga retreat. And really, my my online wellness business just kind of took off from there. Um, And then... I was only at the lodge for maybe a few months. And uh, I had other health and wellness entrepreneurs in the industry start to ask me, you know, like, how are you doing so well? And like, how did you grow your online presence and do your email marketing and build your website and, you know, all of these things. So I slowly started helping them on the side. And Eventually, that is what turned into Virtual Well Balance, my second business that I started, um, which was like supporting other wellness entrepreneurs in growing their businesses online. And now uh, that's just done so well that I've stopped seeing health and wellness clients and I'm fully um, working with my, my Virtual Balance uh, business now. Wow. <laughs> so Holy. Big, big transition there. Yeah. And just kind of like following my passions and adapting in business and listening to, to needs and demands. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed like also the tech and design aspects and the organization that also goes along with running an online business. Um, and I had like, when I was working with my one-on-one health and wellness clients, you know, I would really find myself enjoying like designing a checklist for them and like designing, like creating their, their meal plans, but not even like the food items that they, that they needed to have just like the design aspect of it. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not right. So anyway, so now that's, I started doing that for other wellness entrepreneurs for their clients. And, you know, it's, and I love it. It's all, it's all just worked out really great. And then being able to do this online obviously also supports my desires to travel um, and, you know, explore different cultures and countries. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's that's where I'm at. (laughs) A little bit of background and what I've been doing the past couple of years. (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh, sounds so wonderful. So bringing it back to when you were a yoga instructor and doing nutritionist, what were some of like the struggles and and hardships that you might have been working through um, or that you've had that kind of really wanted you to move more online?
1: Hmm. Well... Honestly, teaching yoga was like a big personal development journey for me, and still continues to be. Um, when I first started teaching yoga, like after I completed my yoga teacher training, and I went to like teach my first yoga class, I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Like, I, I was so <laughs> I was so petrified to teach a yoga class because I was just so nervous to like put myself out there in front of people and be seen as like a leader or a teacher. And I didn't want anybody to hurt themselves, or like you know, I was just I wanted everyone to have an amazing experience with yeah. yoga because I had an amazing experience with yoga, and I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to give them that experience, right? And I slowly learned that you know, I I help guide people through that, but that that experience like that's something they create and will experience for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I also had to teach myself that, like, people don't really care as much as you think they do. Like, people aren't judging you like, they, like you think they do, right? Yes.
0: Um,
1: and, like, people, when they come to a yoga class, like, they're not there for me. They're there for themselves. They're there to, like, take time out for themselves, to get a good stretch in or, you know, enjoy some quiet time. Like, so it was, like, some mindset blocks that I had to get through. Um, and then also in the beginning... I was like, I, I thought to myself, if I can teach yoga classes online, I don't have to be in front of people. And then I don't see this like big audience. Right. So at first it was like a way for me to hide from my fear of like teaching people. Okay. Um, cause, I would, Cause I would record myself teaching and it's just me in a room and then I yep. would sell my yoga videos or, you know, give them to people and everybody loved it. But eventually people want to see you in person. Right. Right. They want to take your classes. They want to come to a yoga retreat. And so eventually I had to like face my fears of teaching a class in person. So um, that was definitely something that I had to overcome. And um, I saw that you did a previous podcast episode with Corey from Fit Club.
0: And so I used to,
1: yeah, I listened to that episode. It was really great. Corey's an awesome guy. Um, But I used to teach, I taught some yoga classes there as well. And when I was first getting started, that was one of the first places I taught at and um one of my first classes I remember saying to Corey like yeah I'm so pumped up like I've got I've got all my friends coming and he like shut me down right away and he's like don't count on your friends and I was like what I was like what a dick (laughs) yes but it's so true and I didn't understand what he was saying at the time I don't even remember like that how the whole conversation went but basically what I got from that is like you can't count on your friends and family to like always be there and support you and build your business like they they want to support you in the business but they're they're not like emotionally invested in your business like you are right and from yes. the beginning i didn't really understand that but now like none of my family and friends are my my clients anymore like i actually have built up a tribe and a community of people who are interested in the things and want the things that i'm teaching and sharing and selling right so yes again that was that was something else to work through yeah <laughs> to work through
0: yes that is definitely something i i've also had to work on that he's that he's definitely helped me with was the whole aspect of um the sometimes the people that we were really thinking that will be like ah yeah, right there they're they're cheering for us but they also have a, a, a fear base because they don't know our world that we're they're in, and because that mm, they yes. get fear for us and oh my god fear of failure or, oh my god I don't know this so then they're treading and they're oh be careful or oh ah, ah, ah. so he, like, yeah just like you said with you you can't count on them lean on them for their cheering but don't count on <laughs> them to always be the ones that are a hundred percent there supporting you because yeah. They don't know the investment and and the energy that you have for it. And sometimes that can scare them. So that can also lead to a different type of cheer and and support.
1: Yeah. Like when I was, when I was leaving to go traveling, um, I had so many people that were like, Oh my god you're going to quit your full time job where you have a really really good pay and a pension and you're going to leave your friends and family and you're going to go overseas to like some foreign country and you don't even have that much income right now and like i had all these people who really were coming from a place of love because they cared yeah. about me right but it did make me second guess myself like a lot and i was like oh my gosh like are they right should i be doing this and it was an again a huge decision like that me and and dan my fiance like both had to Make together and decide like we really want to try and do this, like no matter what other people think it's super important to us, but yeah, I mean, friends and family and they can they can sway your decisions like it's it's yeah it I don't even know how to say this like it's really tough sometimes to listen to your heart and follow your passions when when other people aren't supporting you, and i mean they're like I said, they're coming from a place of love, but yeah that was that was really, really tough. <laughs>
0: I can I can imagine that so speaking speaking of moving you you decided to move to Nicaragua to host a retreat so was it just because like you weren't finding really anything down here in London area that was like really capturing your like your your passion that you decided that you wanted to move that you wanted to host retreats Mm. elsewhere what was it like that really caught your eye out of every place to go to Nicaragua to to host. I know they were looking for someone you said.
1: Yeah, so okay, well I I really wanted to to leave my my full-time job. And okay. at the time, I was only making about, I don't know, like I'll get real with some finances here. I was <laughs> making yep. like like not even $1,000 a month Canadian in my online health and wellness business. And actually in person too, because that includes like my yoga classes and stuff I was doing within the city at the time. And so I can't afford to live the way I was living, like in Canada back home on like less than a thousand dollars a month, right? It's it's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so that's really when we thought like, okay, we can leave our apartment, we can sell our car, we can sell all of our stuff. Well, most of our stuff, some things are in storage back home with our parents, but So we can sell all of our stuff, get a little bit of extra cash here, and we can move down south or somewhere overseas where the cost of living is way cheaper, right? Then we get to experience different cultures, different foods, different country for way cheaper. And we can work on our businesses and be fully committed because like, when you're working full time, we are working like 40 hours or plus a week and also trying to build our businesses. So if we... Yeah, so if we cut off our full-time job, we have all of our time to focus on building our businesses. We're way more committed because it was our only source of income, and, I mean, we, had no, we, had, we would have no other choice, so yes. <laughs> we just decided to, to take the leap, and, I mean, we weren't set on Central America or, or Nicaragua. We just, honestly, I thought, if I can find a health and wellness business Or resort or something where I can work at, where we can live, um, like have like free room and board if I work there for a little bit, while while we're building up our online businesses, um, then that would be a good way for us to like, you know, lean into this this lifestyle and get started. And while I'm there, I can host a yoga retreat. That was my way of thinking. So I just started looking online everywhere and like Googling like health and wellness resorts like anywhere in the world. We were open to going anywhere. And so I found this place in Nicaragua, Apoyo Lodge. Um, beautiful place. If you're ever in Nicaragua, I would definitely suggest going there. Um, and she, the owner was like, yeah, like, I would love to have a couple come and stay here for a few months and help us out with things. And, you know, you can still build your businesses. We have good Wi-Fi. And she's like, you can host a retreat here. So I was like, awesome. So I think we went like the month later, we gave like three or four weeks notice to our jobs. And then yeah we took off <laughs> it was wow. pretty cool okay. so
0: <laughs> i want to i want to dive a little bit more into like your guys' decision because it's it's different when you're with someone because it's different like me i'm single <laughs> hey sure, i'm gonna sure. go move awesome how how was it like has Dan always been somebody like when you guys met, has he been somebody that has always wanted to like travel the world and stuff like that? Or was that something like that you kind of introduced him to? And then he's like, Oh my God, look at this girl's passion, whatever she's doing. I'm just going to follow her <laughs> wherever I'm just going to support her. Cause I can do my stuff online. Or was it just like, he caught the travel bug and he's like, Woo-hoo, we, we both win because we can both go online. Like, how did that decision like really come about when you were talking? Like, you came back from a yoga retreat, and all of a sudden you're like, "Let's travel more. Let's do this."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we actually explain
0: a little bit about like the decision making because as a couple, that's a big, that's a big choice.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, and it's a big choice for anybody to make. And I mean, we we both had a lot of the same interests and passions and like aspirations in life okay um we both met at the hospital um we were both working in in health records there he started like a year before me and um so that's how we met and again he was also in a casual position um so he could take off as much as you know little time as he wanted so he did his first backpacking trip with one of his buddies to thailand okay um and he did a trip before I did. Now I'm just like trying to think of the timeline, how this worked. So we were working together in health records and we were just friends. We weren't dating at this point. And he went to okay. Thailand he came back and I was like, Oh my God, like I've always wanted to to go there. Like, how was it? And like, that's how we first started connecting. So we oh. both kind of were interested in travel. Um, and then he ended up going back to school for human resources and he got into the HR department um, at the hospital. Um, and now he does like HR consulting online. So that's kind of like um, his business, but yeah, we both I was going to ask you what he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does like human resources and he helps um businesses like hire the right professionals and helps professionals uh work for the right businesses. So, that's what he does online. But cool. um yeah, it's it's, you know, we we both connected through travel and uh we 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 both just I don't know. It's uh we we have like I said a lot of the same aspirations as in We don't want to follow, we just don't want to do things because it's like the next step. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we saw ourselves, if we decided to stay in in London, Ontario, like when we decided to take this, take this leap and leave, we were at the point where we were dating for five years and we thought, okay, we either, we're both in good jobs at the hospital. We can stay working at these places for the rest of our lives. We can buy a house and then we get married and then we have kids. And then like, you know, it's just not that that's a bad thing. Some people want that and they're happy doing that. And that's great. But yep, if that doesn't feel right for you, then like you shouldn't just do it because those are the next steps that everybody takes in society. Right. Yep. So we just thought, you know what? I think eventually, I think eventually we want to have kids. We are engaged, but we don't really know. We're we're not on like, we're not following a traditional timeline. Clearly. Yeah. Um, he's going to be 30 this year. I'm going to be 29. So we still have a while to figure out what we want to do, like family wise. I'm sure eventually we'll buy a house and settle somewhere. I would love to own um, you know, like a retreat center in Central America or something, but you know, that's down that's down the line. But
0: yeah. hey girl, you've been manifesting everything that you put out there. So I'm I give it a couple of years and it will be there. <laughs> <laughs> it will be there. So Speaking of transitioning everything online, you've kind of already were doing that. You had your your wellness business like your, your retreat. What are some of the things now that you're in Nicaragua and he's working? What are some of the things that you guys have been doing? Um courses you've been taking, actions that you've been doing to make sure that you guys are able to keep yourselves online? and like on top of it so that you guys are getting businesses. And you know, where do you go? Like how do you scout out businesses online? I've always wondered that. Because you can't just pop on people's DMs and hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when I was building my health and wellness business online, I learned everything myself. Okay. Um, I didn't I didn't take any courses. Um I just literally Googled everything. I just like signed up for like an email marketing platform and I just like tested it all out. And I just like got a website and started fiddling around with it. And like, there was a ton of trial and error, (laughs) which now like, now this is what I I like. I love helping other wellness entrepreneurs, like not have to go through all those frustrating steps that I did. (laughs) Um, But now, I mean, once I actually started working with other people and doing like website design for them and email marketing and sales funnels and things like that, yeah okay, I taught myself this for my own business, but if I'm helping other people, like I definitely need to learn uh, like a little bit more professionally so i did I did take Marie folio's fee school, I took um, Jenna Kutcher's like Instagram marketing program. I did um, uh, James Wedmore's business by design. Um, I took the bucketless bombshells Academy. Those girls are super awesome. They have like a work and travel course. So it teaches you how awesome. to, um, it teaches you how to like set up online workflows to work with clients online. So I've done like a ton of online courses like that, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's always an ongoing learning journey.
0: <laughs> ongoing journey. I want, I, I I forgot to ask you because this is a huge thing. Okay. Um, I want to go back. How was hosting your first retreat? What was that like? Because that's a big deal. Can you explain, like, how did that feel afterwards?
1: Yeah, so that was amazing. And I mean, even still looking back, like, I read some of the testimonials I had from that retreat, and it just, like, blows me away. People told me that it changed their life. Like, imagine hosting something, bringing, like, all these women together into a foreign country and then leaving and saying, you, like, changed their life. I mean, it was magical. <laughs> well, that was an amazing experience. Um, I mean, like, when I first started practicing yoga, before I was a yoga teacher, I saw all of these, like, you know, beautiful yogis on Instagram, like, doing all these crazy poses on the beach in some tropical location. And, like, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like, it would be so cool. To host a retreat, you know? It was like a dream of mine. Yes. So when I actually like quit my job, moved to Central America, hosted a yoga retreat, and like it was done. And I was like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> like it was like a it was like a whirlwind. And I was like, I had to take some time to reflect after and be like, get real with myself. And I journaled a lot on it. And actually when I look back on those, I sometimes read over those journal entries again, just to like remind myself to, like, to come back to that feeling. Um, yes. I was on just such a high, you know, I, the moment when you realize you're actually like manifesting what you want in your life. And even now, I mean, I try to remind myself like if I'm having a bad day or you know I'm not getting clients or something like that, I just remind myself like I'm still I'm doing now what I didn't think was possible for myself like five years ago. So, yeah, yeah, that reflecting is really, really important and helps keep me motivated.
0: (laughs) A hundred percent. Are you wanting to host any more retreats? Like, is that something that you you still find intriguing, or or are you kind of all online now?
1: Yeah. So, because um, of such an amazing, what an amazing experience it was, and I mean, I I do want to host more retreats because that in-person experience is so powerful, like, bringing a group of women, well, I say women, because I primarily work with women, but, or men, um, like, bringing a group of people together, like, in, in a, in a beautiful environment where you're eating good foods, and everyone's positive, and, like, like, talking about your goals, and you're, you know, creating daily movement, and you're doing all of these amazing things, it's just such a high vibration, and everyone's just buzzing, and it's just an amazing experience, Um, so I, I love bringing people together in that type of an atmosphere. Um, but I think now what I would like to do for a, a retreat, like sometime, I don't know, in the next year or two, I, I will do a couple more, but I think it'll be more business focused. I would really okay. like to host, yeah, I would really like to host like a, like a wellness business retreat. So have like entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs come where we're still going to do yoga and, and eat well. Um, because those things also contribute to having, you know, like a healthy body and a healthy mind equals a healthy business. So, (laughs) so those things are also very important. But then I want to have like workshops and talks about, you know, like, how to grow your presence online and how to design your website and start a sales funnel and these kinds of things, you know?
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, I think I would love to bring that together into a retreat.
0: That would be fun. So Mm -hmm. you started doing your yoga you started off with yoga and nutrition that was your first online and then you went you did your retreat and then you kind of got used to well not used to you kind of started falling in love with more of the tech side i want were you were you following like with your passion of like the tech side were you going that way because that was your passion or was was that like a demand for you at the time as well? Or wh- how did that, like, how did that transition? Was it just like, I'm really liking this. I'm just going to kind of continue more of the tech side and see what happens. Or is it like, Oh my God, it's, I'm getting bombarded with like needing help. And so I'm going to try and figure something out and just type up something and Hey, look, it worked.
1: <laughs> well, a little bit of both actually. Okay. Um, Cause when I first had, people coming out like people coming and reaching out to me asking for help with these things um it was just like some some friends and like peers in the in the industry and people I went to like my holistic nutrition program with and my yoga teacher training and so I was like yeah I'll give you some tips and I'll help you guys like whatever this is what I did like maybe it'll work for you but then eventually I had people saying like can you just do it for me like can I hire you to create my website or like you know do this thing like write in some emails or something for a sales funnel and I had these like big mindset blocks at first. And I was like, as much as I enjoy doing those things for my own business, I was just thinking like, I'm not a virtual assistant. I'm I'm a holistic nutritionist. Like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) And I was like, I figured it out for myself. So you should figure it out on your own. Right. But um, I did really enjoy doing these things. And at the same time, you know, I was I was trying to manifest more more money and income into my life and my business, um, and and at the same time, like these people are reaching out to me. So it's like, is that a sign? Like do you listen, right? Like I'm asking for more abundance, and these people are coming to me that want to pay me for something. Why why am I turning them away when I actually yeah. enjoy the work I'm doing? So that was how I was like, okay, fine, you guys can pay me because <laughs> I was doing a lot of work for people, and so I launched my business, Virtual Balance. And as soon as I started doing that, I mean, I just had so much people, so many people coming to me that I just slowly transitioned into that. And I stopped seeing, um, my health and wellness clients. I do have, um, still the odd, um, like yoga client that I used to work with or nutrition, um, client that will still come to me and ask me questions and I just help them out for free now. And sometimes I just like record some videos or tips for them and send them to them because I still love doing that. I'm still very passionate about like preventative health and wellness, but, um, yeah, I absolutely love love my business and and the turn that it's that it's taken.
0: Taken. So, with all the turns and twists that your job entails, how important is it to to allow yourself to go with the flow of the demands of your clients? And how do you get yourself through those types of roadblocks that you might be having?
1: Well. I mean, I definitely think it's important to be flexible, especially as an, as an entrepreneur, right. And listen to demand. Like if people, if I had people like coming to me and asking me to do all of those things, um, but I wasn't interested in doing it. I mean, from an entrepreneurial perspective, I probably still could have launched that business and then hired people to do the work. So I would have ran more of like an agency or something like that. Right. Like Okay there's different things that you can do, but i like I enjoy doing that work, so I like I took it on myself, but I definitely think it's important to be flexible and I mean especially with coronavirus like going on right now, we've just learned how important it is to be flexible and be able to learn new skills and like kind of pivot and transition how you're you're serving people and like um how you're serving your like providing your offerings right so yeah
0: um speaking of coronavirus how has that been like with traveling um because you guys are overseas now like how has that been like what have you guys had to do
1: so we're in vietnam right now okay um before vietnam we were in bali and then before bali we were in thailand (laughs) so we've been in asia southeast asia for a while now and we got to um vietnam From Bali, like just as the borders were closing um, and things were starting to shut down in March, Um, so we've been here. We've been here since March. But honestly, uh, Vietnam has done such a great job um, at like handling the virus. They put precautions into place like way earlier than Canada or the U.S. or like countries in Europe did. Um, And we were like back open to full capacity like almost almost a month now. Like there's no new cases here yeah it's been great actually vietnam hasn't even had any deaths um there's like been close to 300 cases but zero deaths um which is amazing same with cambodia like a lot of the southeast southeastern countries southeast asian countries have have done really well with um um, isolating the virus yeah
0: yeah like did like they must have obviously someone caught wind or like someone high there must have caught wind of the virus yeah it's
1: it's interesting yeah because we're so close to China right okay Um, yeah and so as soon as the virus like broke out in China um Vietnam shut their borders and they were like hey nobody allowed in and out of the country nobody allowed from China like people there were still things going for like trade but no like no travel Mm -hmm.
0: yeah they were right on it
1: yeah and like Canada didn't do that until like like two months later they stopped international travel so yeah yeah they were they were on it from the very beginning which is good oh
0: good 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 good
1: and so, i mean they really don't have sorry they they really don't have like the healthcare or the infrastructure here to handle like mass amounts of people getting sick so i think that's also why they're on it pretty quickly because i mean they know like it, it it's they have to prevent yeah, not
0: react Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, with all of this, I know you've done a lot of stuff online. You've kind of turned yourself. You you don't want to go with you you you. I've read that you've kind of gone more with a mentor instead of assistant. uh the word mentor, which I like better. Um, speaking of mentors, do you have any that play a role right now? in your life and what are some of the lessons that they have taught you or that you have taken in um, and are using within your life and your business?
1: Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a few ladies um, in the industry online that I, that I look up to and I've worked out that, that I've worked with. And I just have a couple of like really good online um, communities and like Facebook groups of other like online entrepreneurs that are really supportive. Um, so it's really great to have that as well. But um, something that I think I learned from, from other people, like doing what I'm doing, who have been doing it for longer, um, is just, like, not not to be so hard on yourself.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's
1: um, and, and to push yourself so much. Um, and again, like I said, that's something that I keep learning, like, through my, like, teaching yoga and nutrition and coming overseas, like, yeah nice it's an, it's an ongoing learning journey a personal development journey
0: <laughs> yeah oh my god yes and I I I love I love that like I love that about being a personal journey is that it is ongoing and it really yeah. if you look at it that way it really doesn't allow for you to take so much pressure like I feel that well for me at least I feel that I because I know it's a life journey I don't feel like I have to have so much pressure all the time. I don't have to carry mm-hmm. the pressure so much all the time. Yeah, there's still going to be times where it's really heavy, but I know, okay, I can I can take this off. Like, I don't always have to have that pressure of this, yeah. things have to go this way as well. Like, mm-hmm. the, you have to get married, you have to have kids, you have to have a house. <laughs> like, that pressure is for everybody there, right? I just have learned, yeah. like, this is my life journey. And it is my life, however long that is. So that means I am carrying the weight. So it doesn't always have to be that heavy. I can release some of it.
1: Yes, girl. <laughs> um.
0: So I want you to explain your business. So you're virtual balance, like virtual wellness. Mm-hmm. You are mentor for wellness, like entrepreneurs. Yeah that are doing like online business, like what you used to do, like online classes, boot camp, like those types of things. Are you helping anybody from any kind of business (laughs) or are you centered in? Can you explain your business?
1: (laughs) Sure. Yes. So it is pretty broad. Like I say that I help uh, health and wellness entrepreneurs grow their presence online. So it's kind of broad but I do work with a lot of yoga teachers and fitness trainers and nutritionists and dietitians just because that's my background. So I feel like that's a reason why those people are kind of drawn to me. Um, But I've also worked with like estheticians and massage therapists and doulas and, you know, lots of people like in the wellness industry. Um, And so what I was doing, I was working as basically a virtual assistant. So like done for you services. So I was doing social media management. I was um, doing website design and creation. I was setting up sales funnels and designing lead magnets and email marketing um, like literally all the all the things <laughs> um, but now, I mean, my business is maybe starting to pivot again <laughs> okay I don't know this this just keeps <laughs> happening to me right so now. <laughs> I'm having a lot of people ask me, like, how do you live this lifestyle? Like, how do you work online and travel? Right. And so I've just been starting to have conversations in like my DMs with people and just like talking and chatting and like again, giving people free advice um, as to what has worked for me. Um, but now I'm thinking like maybe I can offer that as some kind of service or a mentorship or a one on one program where. You know, if they're someone who wants to have an online business and travel, but they don't really know how to like grow their presence online or, you know, leverage, leverage their social media, or they don't know how to have like an online workflow with clients or, you know, they don't know how to like book flights or the best cities to live as a digital nomad or like, you know, whatever. So that's kind of like something I'm considering now helping people doing as well. I don't know we'll see how that plays out (laughs) that's
0: so yeah speaking of which like how for one how does that happen because like you have to have like a passport and all that stuff like is there a certain like when you go to get a passport how like how does that work how do you get allowed to like live overseas do you and Dan have a certain time before you have to move back like how yeah
1: See, these are all the types of questions that people ask when they want to work online and travel and they don't know, right? So again, if I'm helping people do this, I'm just eliminating a lot of like stress and worry and trial and error um, that they don't have to figure out themselves. Same with what I was doing with my online or with my virtual assistance business with wellness entrepreneurs. Um, And I mean, I'm not a legal, like a travel agent or anything like that. I'm just speaking from experience and my own knowledge. But yeah, we've we travel on um tourist visas. Uh, um, okay. So we try to find countries that have the longest length of tourist visas. So usually 90 days um is the longest. Some countries only let you have 30 days like Bali is only a 30-day tourist visa. Um and then you have to do a visa run. So like <laughs> if you want to stay in the country past the length of your tourist visa, you have to leave the country and come back. And then when okay. you come back, you can apply for another month visa. Um in Vietnam, they're three-month visas, so every ninety days we can stay. Um, right now, the borders are closed, so they actually there's the borders still aren't open, but um, so they've extended our visas so we can stay longer. But yeah, visas are kind of a big thing when you're living abroad and working online and traveling. So everyone has questions about that, but yeah, all right, else to consider so, for sure.
0: <laughs> so after your ninety, well after the borders I would say open because that's when you're able to move. Where are you guys you going next?
1: So our plan is to come home in August um for a visit. Um honestly we're like we're really missing our families a little bit. Um it's been it's been tough being away from our from our families with everything going on and um my sister in law actually passed away um in January and I wasn't able to go home uh, for the funeral. And so, you know, that was, it was a really, really tough. Um, it still is really hard on the family, but um, yeah. So we want to go home in August uh, for a visit and then we'd like to take off again before the winter. I mean, it, it depends obviously on coronavirus and the borders and everything like that. But we're thinking to come home for like a month visit family, um, and then also, like I mentioned, we have a lot of stuff in storage with our like a, at our parents' houses. We're considering renting a storage unit and just okay. put everything into there because we're kind of taking advantage of our parents right now to hold onto <laughs> some of our stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll come home in August, maybe stay for a month, visit family, and then we're thinking to go to down to South America, maybe um, Argentina, Peru, Chile, I'd like to go to Colombia, we've done Central America, so we've been to Nicaragua, Costa Rica, um, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, through through Central America there. So oh, we haven't done South South America yet, so maybe this winter, um, depends, depends on coronavirus. I also really want to go to Spain, and Dan wants to go to Morocco, so there's still lots of traveling um, that we'd love to do, so yeah it's a big big beautiful world
0: (laughs) yeah so with like how do you because I would be like a little kid I would be like I'd get there and then I would be like three weeks in I'm like oh my god I have to do work (laughs) yes (laughs) I am not just all play here I have to do work so how do you guys like create a schedule where you guys can actually go out enjoy the countries explore a bit but also get your work done. And yeah. are you and Dan the same way of working?
1: No. No? <laughs> it's, definitely a hard, it's definitely a hard balance. Um, and again, that's, a, that's another thing that I have to, um, that I talk to people about who are asking about, like, working online and traveling, because you have to remember, like, you're working, right? Yeah. You're, not just, you're not just in a country on vacation. Um, so... Dan loves to have like he needs he loves to have his pro- proper ergonomic set up for work so he has like a stand for his laptop and like a mouse and a keyboard and everything that he brings and like hooks up to his laptop and he needs like a good desk and a comfortable chair so he has like this setup at home like at our in our apartment wherever we go um so and he's
0: like an office guy but likes it being in different countries <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Gotcha. <laughs> and then me, I don't care. Like, I don't need like a comfortable setup. I want to work from like, cute cafes, I would like sit in a beanbag chair on the beach with my laptop and on my lap, like, I don't care. <laughs> um, so I like to go out and like explore the city and like work from different cafes. So that way I'm still you know, I feel like I'm out in the city or the town or wherever we are, like exploring a little bit, like getting a piece of the culture. I tried, I have tried coffee, like I have so many different coffees in so many different countries, because I always work from different cafes. You um, know I'm I've, jealous. I've really turned into a bit of a coffee addict. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a balance. Um, like here in Vietnam, we, we just went on a trip down to uh, Da Nang, or actually up to Da Nang, because it's further north than we are. Um, which is like a beautiful beach town. And we were there for like five days. We've heard a lot of really nice things about it. So we went there and it was tough to not want to like go, just go out and explore and hang out every day because we did have work to do when we were there as well. Um, So yeah, getting up and having a good morning routine really gets, really gets my mind set for the day. And then I like to get my work done before like 2 PM if I can and then I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want but the thing with like having your own business and working online is that if we want to go out one day on a day trip we can and then like the next day or the day before just do extra work right so you can kind of build your schedule around your lifestyle and and what you want to do on a day-to-day basis which is awesome I love that
0: (laughs) Ah, yes so, speaking of traveling, where are some of the most intriguing places you have been? Like, what have, where are where have some of your favorite spots that you have been?
1: That's such a hard question, you know? <laughs> I know, because you've been to so many places. <laughs> oh, and there's, like, great things. There's, like, little pieces of gems from each place. Okay. Um, Share a but... couple of them.
0: Take me on an adventure.
1: <laughs> I think that <laughs> – I, I think – I, um, even still my, my favorite country is India. Okay. Um, yeah, just such a beautiful country and like the people are so nice. I mean, that's hard to say because like the people are nice everywhere you go, but (laughs) I think because I just had such a transformational experience there with my yoga teacher training, it made me fall in love with the country and because yoga originated from India and, you know, that's just such a big part of my life. Um, also, I love Indian food. Indian is my favorite cuisine. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm also, I'm vegetarian. And so they have like tons of vegetarian dishes and like curries and oh, so good. <laughs> so Where India, is India was great. Place for fruit? For fruit? Yeah, because
0: mm-hmm. I've seen some like pretty yummy looking fruit on your like storylines of pictures. And I'm like,
1: mmm. <laughs> I think Central America. Yeah. Nicaragua uh, had some awesome fruit. The avocados there, oh my God, they're so good. The best guacamole. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So,
0: out of all of the places, and I don't, you can name a couple of people, but who, out of some of the places, really caught your attention were there anybody throughout your travels that have really like captured your attention captured a memory of you can you share share that experience of meeting someone and and really having that like oh my god i'm always going to tell that story about meeting this person um Right you away, the first Somewhere, thing. driving somewhere, and some old guys bumping you, and then all of a sudden you've had this like phenomenal talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny you say old guy, uh, because the the first thing that comes to mind actually is I'm going to take you back to India again. Yeah. Um, there's this guy named Ram Das. Um, I feel like everybody's name is Ram Das in India. <laughs> <I'm> they <just laughs> like, call themselves that. Um, but he's just. A really old man and he was like dressed in like rags and he, I was with some friends from my yoga teacher training and we we're walking down like this dirt road and he like called us over and we're like oh my god like who is this who is this <laughs> old man like should we go see what he wants like it was weird right yeah he didn't speak any English um and there was like this little cobblestone pathway like leading off the dirt road that he called us back to and and we're like, start following, following down the, the cobblestone path. And, and we're walking and he says, slowly, slowly, slowly. And we're like, oh, okay, slow down. We're going too fast. And we, <laughs> we start walking. And he says, no, slowly, slowly. And he kept telling us like, slowly. And like, that, that's, that's, that's what sticks into my mind because we, at, we went into his house. This guy was like the, key, the, the sweetest old guy. He didn't speak any English, but all he said was slowly. Like that's the only English word he knew. Or he you say. And I don't know if he was some kind of like a monk or a sadhu or something, um, but he brought us into his house. He made us a, a, a masala um, and some tea and like, it was just, we didn't, we didn't have any way to communicate with him, um, but he kept saying like, slowly, slowly. And actually one of the girls from my yoga teacher training got the word slowly in Hindu um, tattooed on her wrist. Um, wow, that's neat. Yeah. Because we, we took we took it as like to slow down like in life, right? We're always moving too fast and wanting to go forward and um yeah, that was just that's really um an experience that's always gonna always gonna stick with me. That's the oh. first one that comes to mind. But I mean, there's been so many people that I've met, especially like entrepreneurs and online entrepreneurs who are just like killing it in their business and like making so much money. I've met, like, 23-year-old entrepreneurs who have, like, a $100,000, like, income in their business each year. And they're, like, living in Bali. And I'm like, how do you do this? You're so young. Like, what? And, like, that's so inspiring to me. They're so motivated. And, like, they're just so open-minded to, like, different opportunities. And, yeah, I meet so many great people when we we travel.
0: Oh, I need need to get traveling. (laughs) So... With all of this it's it's really come down to you really pursuing your passions and and taking the leaps to to follow those passions. What is it what is it like for for you to to be able to say that you have done that and why is it important for others to really tap into their passions? and 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 see what they can do within that as as a career or try and at least bring it forth more into their life
1: mm-hmm, for sure yeah I mean not everybody is going to want to work online and not everybody okay. is going to want to travel right I mean those those are my passions like and not just like working online but online because it gives me the ability to travel and work from anywhere like location independence is what I really wanted um and still working in the health and wellness field so like for me it's a perfect combination of all of my passions and now if I'm going to be able to help other people or like mentor people into also creating an online business so they can have location independence I mean that's something I'm passionate about as well so I'm just I just absolutely love the work that I do and I love like what I'm doing on a daily basis and that like following my passions is just what what brings me like honestly the most joy in life if you can get paid for something that you honestly love to do and you're helping people like there's no better thing (laughs) in my opinion and I mean it doesn't mean you have to travel the world it doesn't mean you have to have a big successful business like if your passion is dogs and you love dog walking then and you get so much joy out of that and you can get paid for starting a dog walking business like then fucking do it. Like, yep. <laughs> right. Yep. If that's what's going to bring you joy. Like, and maybe you can't do that full time right now. But um, if you can do that, like outside of your outside of your full time job, and then maybe you can cut your hours down to part time and start doing that more. And then, you know, maybe you get really busy, and then you hire more dog walkers, and you end up growing this business. And then eventually you can quit your job. And then you have this full time job that you're passionate about. Like it takes time, right? Um and then let's say someone says, like, maybe they want to open that kennel, and then you like grow your business, you're listening to demand and like moving, like, you know, just be open to things evolving. And just like, listen, listen to what people are asking and saying and doing around you and um, just be open minded to, you know, being flexible and, and going with the flow. Um, and I think that's really, and just following your heart and what you love. And that's, that's really what's going to bring you, you know, most joy. And I mean, that's what, that's what brings me joy. But again, it doesn't have to be traveling and working online because everyone, everyone, like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's just what makes you happy? Like, you know, yes. follow that. So
0: speaking of like passion and stuff, I, I, I love, I love that you use the word manifest because I use that as well. Can you, cause since talking to you and even before in our last episode you I like to say that you have a very very powerful way of manifesting what you desire into your life yes it takes time but can you explain some of the things that you do to really kind of just you know narrow in and get that vibration of everything that you want kind of flowing to you i would say what are some of the things that you do to you know manifest all that you're you're bringing into your life
1: um so i really focus on it okay first of all i get really clear about what i want like super clear about what i want and i write it down and i say it out loud and i and i tell dan but uh, one thing i will say is that you have to be careful about who you tell your your dreams too like it's good to talk about it because i think that helps to bring it into existence but if you tell somebody who kind of like we said earlier in our conversation someone who's not on the same page as you or doesn't support what you're doing if you tell them a big dream that you have or something you want to manifest and they're like oh that's a bad idea and then you're like oh yeah that's that's probably a bad idea and then you don't go for it like (laughs) right so be careful who you who you tell but i think it is important to talk about it um and then talking about it in a way that like as if it's already here and getting excited about it. Like I say to Dan all the time, like, woohoo! Like I make ten thousand dollars a month. And he's just like, sweet, you can buy dinner tonight. And it's just like, I don't make like, I don't make ten thousand dollars a month. But I say that because that's what I want to make, right? So <laughs> and I just get like super pumped up and excited about it. And um, I also journal, I journal, I write down like what. I want as if it's already here. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, again, I'll say the $10,000 a month, like I'll write in my journal, like, I just had a $10,000 month. And I'm so happy and grateful for all of these clients that I work with. And I'm so happy about like, all these people to- that I support and these lives that I change, and they support me, and I support them. And it's amazing. And like, you know, I write all this stuff in my journal as if it's already happening. And like, really, I feel like really getting into that the feeling and the vibration of it before it happens helps to bring it about and make it happen faster. Oh, yes, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah,
0: I've um I started like I I've created an an online course an eight an eight week online course. I'm I'm going to be launching it hopefully soon and one of the sections is um talking about the power of your story and it mm. and it's talking in present tense as if like you are writing as yeah. if yeah. you are everything that you've dreamed of your life that you've wanted you've imagined that you feel that you deserve or you want you're writing as if it's already happened this is yours like it's here the power of it and then that yes. way when yes. you go To have those days where it's like, oh my God, it feels like it's never coming and there's everything pulling it every way but towards you, you just go and you just manifest that feeling by reading the power of your story and just in in zoning in that feeling and just kind of yeah, getting rid of the world because you are in charge of of your story. And yes, it does take time. Can you... Can you explain some of the the ways that you speaking of time that you help yourself understand that not all of it's going to come at once. What are some of the things that you you have to tell yourself, okay, it's not going to come right now. How how do you how do you keep yourself on a positive mindset especially if maybe something isn't going right. Maybe a couple of weeks, you're not getting clients and you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God. How do you keep mm-hmm. yourself grounded and, and and resorting back to that
1: feeling? Yeah, because there is definitely tough times where I, I go through those feelings. But I just think like, okay, what can I be doing now that is still productive, that's working towards my goals, right? So I, I mean, there are days where I'm like, down about certain things and also i let myself be down and i let myself feel those feelings because i don't I think it's important not to like push away your your sad or or you know upset feelings um so i feel that and again i talk about it with, with dan like we are together all the time especially during quarantine because we live overseas <laughs> and we're like stuck together so uh we kind of you know have to express a lot with each other but um yeah and, again, just coming back to my journaling, um, that's been, like, a huge a huge thing uh, for me this past year. Um, and just reminding myself of my why to stay motivated. And, uh, yeah. How, have,
0: in, a, how important is it for people to have a why?
1: I mean, for me, it's very important. <laughs> if I didn't know why I was doing things, I would have no motivation to complete them or to, you know, move, move forward. Like that's my why is what keeps me motivated, right?
0: Yes. What is your why?
1: (laughs) Um, there's a quite a few different ones that I come back to, but, um, even like, well, knowing that I want to serve others in a way that I also enjoy. So like being of service. Is like I feel like one of our our most highest like joys, like whether we realize it or not when we're helping and serving others. but it's Amen. important to help and yes, and it's it's important to help and serve others, but in a way that you also enjoy. So if you're helping people, but you don't enjoy the process, I mean that's still great, but it's not for me anyways, it's not the same. So like that's my whole basis that I've been trying to build my business around serving others in a way that I enjoy and following my passions and adapting in business. Um, cause I truly enjoy what I do and I feel like I'm truly serving and helping others to do the same. Um, and then my, my, like with financial goals, I mean, when I say I want to make $10,000 a month, I always have to remind myself like, why, like, mm-hmm. why do I, it's not just like a random number I want, right? I yep. want that because I'm able to invest more into my business. I'm able to like eat healthier foods and able to travel more. I'm able to, you know, support my family. I can send money back home to my mom and uh, you know, yes. like, <laughs> so many things, right? So when I say, so when I come back to my why, instead of just saying, I want to make $10,000 a month, but if I come back to my why and say like, I want to do these things and that's why I want to make that money, then I'm more motivated to, to complete the tasks that are going to help me get to that goal. Right.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Our Why.
0: Yeah, I'm huge on having a why and and what you're doing because when you have that it allows you it allows for you to have like a, an an anchor to to go back mm-hmm. to. So I feel like you might be the boat and you might be in the ocean and you the waves might be taking you this way all of a sudden because you might be flowing with something or you might feel like you're flowing with what you need to be doing and then all of a sudden you are caught up in this huge thunderstorm and you're like I don't know what's happening and you're able to always go back and resort back to that anchor what am I doing where why what brought me that way what what lighthouse or what 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 shiny fish did I see in the ocean that way that made me bring that way that I thought I needed to go but it wasn't so now why am I needing to come back to the anchor to get myself back into whatever way I need to to sail in order for me to be of service to others but in a way that I'm I'm happy because I find that if yeah. yeah if you're just servicing others but you're not in in a place of contentment and in happiness and fulfillment there's a disconnect in energy and yes. eventually the person that you are trying to help, even though it might still be coming from a good place and a loving place, they will feel it. They will know it. And yeah, then all sense energy. Sudden, they're not going to be there. And then yeah. you've lost anyway. So it's just That's like, a great ah! analogy
1: with the boat and the waves and the anchor and the lighthouse. I like that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I just honestly came up with that while I was thinking <laughs> it. Very good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So... What is next for you? Like you said, you might, things might be transitioning a little bit, but what is, what is next for you?
1: Um, I'm not really entirely sure. Like I said, we're going to come home in August and then plan to go away again for the Canadian winter. Yep. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I mean, that depends on coronavirus and things going on in the world, but that's the plan. Um, and Have you guys still-
0: thought about what would happen if you guys can't go? Like, go, go back to traveling? What's going to happen
1: then? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'd be stuck <laughs> in Canada. I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not focus on that. <laughs> um, yeah, we have talked about that. I mean, if we're not able to go away, we'll have to, you know, get a get a place back home for a while. Um, but we'll see. We'll figure it out, like, when, when and if that happens. Let's hope not. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: I would like gonna, to travel you- for a few years. For how much, like, you, like, I was just gonna say, are you,
0: because you guys are manifestors and you guys are are energy, like, people that focus on your energy, is that, is that one reason why you guys haven't, like, you guys have obviously talked about it? You know, it might be an option, but is that why you got, you and Dan are like, okay, when the time comes, that's when we'll put our energy into it. But until then, yeah. we know it's an option, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're for sure, yeah. It as an option. <laughs> is yeah, that why we, you guys aren't like?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, like, we've we've mentioned it because it is smart to to still talk about those things and have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, I think it would be like irresponsible, like personally, just to like disregard it totally because that isn't is an option that that could happen. So we talked about it, and then we just decided not to focus on it.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You don't want to get back, and then all of a sudden be like, "So I'm staying with you guys for a little longer." Yeah,
1: and like our <laughs> we parents are great. About getting
0: our own place or anything. Yeah.
1: So voila. <laughs> yeah, our parents will be happy to have us come back and visit, and all of our family will want to see us. But uh, yeah, we'll stay maybe for a month, and then hopefully leave again. Anything longer than that, if we can't travel because of you know the world situations, then we'll have to look at getting like a short-term lease or something back home for a bit, but well, yeah. let's hope hopefully it's
0: gone by then. And the traveling is, is lifted and we're allowed back. And then hopefully no, no energy, no second wave. <laughs> yeah. No
1: second yeah let's hope not. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, um, thank you so i only have one more question for you but i just want to say thank you so very much for for joining me and giving uh, me your time and your energy and sharing your story um i absolutely love love following you on instagram and watching all that you're doing because you truly are making a huge difference um and and a lot of people's lives and uh i'm living vicariously through you and the traveling and i love it (laughs) Um, so thank you so Thanks, very Candace. much. Um, thank you for working uh, with me on creating a time because we are all time A Little tough. You, yeah. yeah, you're getting ready to have dinner and settle down, and I'm ready to start my day. Um, <laughs> yes. So thank you so very much for uh, being patient and really working with me to to make this episode happen.
1: Of course, no problem.
0: Um, My final question for you, I I asked it last time, but I want to see if it's changed a little bit. What is your perspective on positivity?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't even remember what I answered to that last time. (laughs) Uh, My perspective on positivity. Um, I think that it's a a buzzword that's thrown around a lot. and. I think it's great to be positive and be optimistic and to have a positive outlook on things, but it's also good to like, feel your, you know, quote unquote, not so positive feelings. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people will push away, um, like undesirable feelings in a, in a way of like trying to be positive. Um, and that just causes problems down the road in the future. You know, if you suppress your emotions, I think that they come out, in other ways of anger later on, or in physical pain. So, I think that it's important for us to to feel and express our, all of our emotions in a healthy way, um, but also have some tools to like be able to pull yourself out of that and turn things around, um, and know that like you know even even when you're having a bad day, there's always there's always ways to turn it around, and there's always things to be grateful for. So, yeah, that's my I like
0: that. I like that. I like that. Thank you so very much. Um you enjoy your evening. Um you're about to go make some supper, I believe you said before. We started Yes.
1: Yes, maybe nice. order some takeout, I'm not sure yet.
0: <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Well, you enjoy your evening. Thank you again so very much uh, for joining me on the Positive Spark Plug podcast. I truly appreciate you and all that you're doing to just, you know, make this world such a better place and, and each individual that you come in contact with, just, just a more powerful in whatever they're doing just because of, of your help and your service. So thank you so very much.
1: Thanks, Candice. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You have a good evening. All right. You too. Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: Well, my friends, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed traveling a little bit into Shaya's life as she shares types and insights into creating a online business, how to move and adapt to what your clients and audience are needing and how to truly just manifest the life that you desire because we all truly deserve it. If you enjoyed this episode, please... Let us know by tagging us in the socials on IG, tag us at at yoga with Shaya or at virtuel dot balance. So at V-I-R-T-U-W-E-L-L dot balance and myself at Spark Plug Wellness. Also, please rate and review the podcast for it truly does help get the value that my guests are sharing out to more listeners and it lets me know if i'm on the right track to providing you my listeners with what you guys are searching for so please rate and review the podcast also let us know what you thought of this episode by tagging us in the socials and share it with a friend Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode and it's now time to go out and do something positive and be positive.